I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, it, it sucks, man. It's a reminder of how fragile life is and can be at times. And, you know, this is my first show back since Friday. And, you know, I was thinking about, okay, what are we going to do? Talk Daniel Jones and talk about the Jets situation and how they folded and all those different things. And Correa with the Mets, which we still could do. I mean, I'll let you guys decide that if you want throughout the course of the next five hours. But after watching Monday Night Football, and what was bizarre for me is that it was my last night off you know, before I go back to work, which today it's now officially Wednesday, but I was going back to work at SNY on Tuesday, yesterday, and then here tonight. So kind of the same day. So I was home with my wife after being, you know, home after doing the morning show all last week. And I'm like, all right, this is the last night with my wife. We'll watch a movie or whatever she wants to watch. So we did, we had a show on and then she went upstairs because I don't know, the baby was either woke up or something happened to where I had a window to put on the football game. And I happened to put it on and I almost made it because I liked the bills in that game. And then they, they were down early. So I was trying to wait for a commercial break so I could bet the game live. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to bet. It. I don't want to ruin anything. Let's just enjoy the night here. But I'm watching the game. And then I see that play with DeMar Hamlin getting hurt. And I was like, holy crap. Like, it just looked obviously, it didn't look normal. And then, you know, my wife came back down and it was thinking about switching back. But then you started to see the severity of what was going on. And you just obviously couldn't turn it off because you're like, what the hell are they going to do? What is happening here? And usually you don't see that. You get Even if an ambulance comes out, which you've seen plenty of times before, but guys give a thumbs up, they get carted off, and the game goes on. But in this particular case, when you're talking about the CPR, when you're talking about the players crying and the way that everybody was reacting... It is just, like, I don't remember ever seeing something like that before. And it's clearly scary. And my wife, who happens to be, uh, like, a clinical researcher for hearts and things like that, that's what, you know, she did before she, um, you know, had the baby. So she's telling me about her insight. and And who the hell knows at this point? Like, we could only go on the information that we know. And the information, unfortunately, is that Hamlin is still in critical condition and, He's not breathing on his own, which is not good. But, you know, to see that happen in that setting is, it was sickening. And, you know, it it starts out thinking, all right, well, he'll be all right. Just a little injury. Hey, it happens. And then it's like, oh, my God, this is just not good. And how do you resume? And I know people were getting caught up. And, oh, my God, why does the NFL just cancel the game? Like, relax. That's not, right now, you know, at the time, people are trying to figure out what the hell is going on here and how they're going to save this kid's life. And everybody's, oh, they got to make a decision instantly. No, it's obviously they're not going to play the game 
under these conditions. Like, that's obvious. You, what do you need to be told that? Use some friggin' common sense. So, and ESPN, to their credit, did, I thought, to a person, did an excellent job, whether it's Buck, Aikman, Salters, uh, Ryan Clark, uh, you, you name it, Scott Van Pelt, whoever. They all did a, everybody in the studio, a Booger and Susie Colbert, everybody. They they did a great job handling the whole situation, and it was just one of those things where you get caught up in watching, and you 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 start to feel obviously for Hamill, and then you see that his mother was there. I mean, it just doesn't get more heartbreaking than that. And hearing that she went to the hospital with him, then there, it's just like you, you can't believe that that's real life because sports. I don't know about for you, but for me, sports has always been the thing that is an escape. Right, like People ask me, oh, you don't watch the news? No, I don't. I don't watch the news. I don't get into the the BS of politics. I don't read the front of the paper. I don't do that because I don't want to. You could say you have your head in the sand and you're ignorant. And yeah, that is true. Well, I choose to be that. Because I don't like what I see when I watch the news. I don't. It doesn't make me feel good. No, a lot of times sports don't make you feel good either with the losing teams that we root for. But anyway, it doesn't make me feel good. So I always turn to sports for an escape, for an escape from life's harsh reality, from life's difficulties. And whatever it is, you have a long day at work, you, you know, you're fighting with a family member, you're fighting with a friend, whatever it may be. Somebody gets sick, you have to care to them. There are a billion different things. You know, you go through it. Everybody goes through it. Nobody is is free of that. And if you have been free of it, one day you won't be. It'll catch up to everybody. At some point, you're going to have something that's going to be a a difficult thing in life. And I always thought about this, too, even as a kid, where there are these moments that happen in the course of life that change everything in an instant. Now, some may not be to the extreme. It could be just something as... You know, simple as breaking a leg or getting into a car accident that's not, you know, obviously a matter of life and death. Whatever it may be. There are certain things or you get some bad news on the phone. Whatever it is. There are certain things that happen. Events happen throughout the course of your life that change things the way that they were going or the way that you knew them to be at that moment. And then you have to adjust. And sometimes those things are really, really big things. And what we saw on Monday Night Football was a big thing. And you, you you should be able to, at least if you can't relate, empathize to what Hamlin and his family are, are going through. I mean, that's just a horrific thing. It's sickening. As I said, watching it is just your, your heart breaks for him. It's terrible. And, you know, you, you think about his family and what they're doing. Obviously, you think about his teammates and you think about... You know, even the sport just moving forward. Not that that's important, but these guys, and I've said this for years consistently. You know, my mother never let me play football growing up for a reason. And I get that this is one in two million or whatever the actual odds are that something like this would happen. But football is a dangerous sport. Now, other sports are dangerous too. Hockey, same thing, you know, similar to with, with contact and you get hit with a puck or you get slashed with a skate. Like we've seen catastrophic things happen. But with football, you know, I've always said of all the sports, that should be the one that the contracts are guaranteed. It just doesn't make any sense to me how 
guys that risk their lives. You know, baseball players are not necessarily, and I get that anything could happen there too. You get hit in the face with a fastball. That was very dangerous. But they're not risking their lives the way that football players are every time the ball is snapped. And that is just a, it's another reminder of how dangerous the sport can be and that while it's not likely to happen very often, while it hasn't happened to that severity very often, it can happen at any moment. But back to the original point was that sports are supposed to be an escape from this type of stuff. And when it becomes a disturbing story the way that this has, and, you know, look, uh, there is not a, and you could get caught up in watching the Rangers last night, or you can, you know, because that provides obviously another escape or another distraction. You could think about Correa and the Mets or the Yankees and Sabian or, you know, whatever, the Jets, uh, you know, the way that they cough their season up and look at the Giants and get excited about their postseason. Sure, you're allowed to do that. And you can call me and talk about that. I'm going to be here till 5 a.m. But there isn't a person right now, maybe in general, but certainly in sports, that is not thinking of DeMar Hamlin and that situation. And it just feels like, as a whole, the sports world is waiting on every possible update that we get. And, you know, last night you had his marketing PR guy tweeting about it, which I thought was in poor taste. And then, you know, last night, uh, earlier, you know, this evening, you had Hamlin's uncle tweeting about his status. And, you know, I don't, I'd rather hear from, you know, the family released a statement, which I thought was nice. And obviously everybody wants updates, so they're probably getting bombarded with stuff and reporters are trying to get the information and everything else. But, we really don't have a choice but to wait until the family lets you know exactly what is going on. And when I mean family, I mean the immediate family. I don't need to hear the uncle talking to some reporter where the uncle's trying to explain what's going on. We need facts from whether it's the NFL or the Hamlin family. So it's just a, but, but as a sports world, we're just kind of waiting. And hoping and praying that we get the news. And I'm telling you, I was sick last night. Every time they came back from commercial break, every time I refresh Twitter, I'm, and maybe it's just me expecting the worst, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. And I was, it actually made me physically ill, like waiting to see that the news, waiting for an update to see what was going on. Now, as maybe it's gone on here for a little over 24 hours, I guess there seems to be some hope and some positive developments, although I don't know necessarily myself by reading that. It doesn't seem very positive to me. Maybe it seems like there's more hope than what we initially thought, but it's just a sickening situation, and I don't know how everybody's going to move on. I mean, I'm not saying that they need to cancel the games for Week 18, but... Do you think it's going to feel normal to play them? Is it is it going to be okay to play the games? And does it depend on the status of Hamlin? I do feel like if DeMar Hamlin, all of a sudden it comes out that he's okay and he's breathing on his own and seems to be positive signs, then maybe it's a little bit easier to transition to getting back to playing football with obviously him on our minds. But 
what happens if not? What happens if things stay the same or, God forbid, get worse? Then what? And then, obviously, you know it's not going to be shut down forever. But at what point is it okay to move on? This is uncharted territory. And, obviously, it's bigger than sports. You know, nobody gives a bleep about your fantasy team right now. And I get that that's what is an escape for you and what you may care about, but the reality is it doesn't mean anything. You're talking about, and I think it was Scott Van Pelt who said this last night, you're talking about a life and death situation. Or how many times have we heard that expression throughout the course of our lives? Well, it's not life and death. You are. It's not life and death. It's just a sport. It's just a game. It's not life and death. Relax. It's not a life and death. And you really maybe don't think about what that expression actually means until you hear it the other way. And when Van Pelt used it, this is a matter of life and death. It was either Van Pelt or Joe Buck. I forget. I'm pretty sure it was Van Pelt, though. But either way, whichever one of them used it, they deserve credit for it. And it was an accurate statement. It's a matter of life and death. And I just don't know how you move on from from that thought, especially now. Like, we're roughly 24 hours removed from the incident itself. I don't think you just be like, all right, well, it's time to move on and talk about some baseball today. What do you got for me? 877-337-6666. We will try to entertain, as we always do. We'll try to provide an escape outside of DeMar Hamlin. But for me, it's at the forefront of my mind. And I, I, you know, selfishly want to know. I think, you know, everybody else is curious as well. But I'm just saying, like, for me, I want to hear the news that he's good to go. That he's okay and we could all exhale a little bit and say, all right, well, we hope he gets better. But the fact that he's going to be okay, I don't, I'm not going to feel comfortable until I hear that. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone with that. 877-337-6666. And what does it mean? You can call and talk about whatever you want tonight. What does it mean for the future of football? I mean, I don't believe that this is going to be a thing that is forgotten one way or another anytime soon. And I know football is king and football rules and gambling and all that stuff, but the physical nature of the sport with the, you know, and this is a a cardiac arrest situation where we're not even talking about the common theme, which is concussions. I mean, how long is this going to continue? This is going to go on forever? Uh, They could try to bring the safety all they want. It's a violent sport. I don't know. It sucks. And thoughts and prayers, of course, with Jamar Hamlin and his family. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 